0: Welcome to the Crimes and Dimes podcast, entertaining you with stories about famous financial fraud so that we can decipher where white-collar criminals went wrong. Let's go fishing!
1: We are here with Crimes and Dimes. I'm Josh Krafchig, i got Rob Timbury and Andrew Saltman, and today we are going over to something that is not like a Ponzi scheme, but it's quite similar, and that has to do with Social Security. So looking this stir the pot up a little bit in regards to uh talking about Social Security and uh how it's
2: related to a Ponzi scheme. Rob, Andrew, any thoughts on that? Well, when the program was designed, um, the whole goal was to take in a certain amount of dollars from a certain number of workers to pay out at retirement, which was 65. Um, And the goal at that point was to be more people paying in than getting paid out. And the catch is, what do you think life expectancy was when the program first started? 62. Yeah. So you don't need to be an actuary to know that they really weren't planning on paying out much for many years. It probably was going to be a big win for them. But what happened? We're all living longer. We got all the
1: drugs, all the health care where people are living into their 80s on average. Correct.
2: So um, over the years, it's taking more and more workers to pay the current benefit for the retirees who are now living, like you just said, 20, 30, 35 years. At some cases, um, the collection rate. right. So what do you do? Got to raise the rates.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Andrew, what about you? Social security? Uh, It's interesting.
0: You're talking about life expectancy. It's actually the the lowest. I I did a little research on this. It's the least. It's the lowest increase in life expectancy over the last uh, sixty years, as opposed to the last uh, uh, like two hundred years before that. The increase is very uh, small compared to every uh, previously. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if they're living, lo- there's there's a shortage. You know, that, you know, I don't know a whole lot, like, a ton about this topic. It always kind of seemed like BS a little bit because it's not. I, I just personally always thought that it was just BS. Like, just my gut always told me that from the beginning. But it's something that's real, and um, I'm, you know. It, I mean, it sounds like, you know, looking at it now, taking a harder look at it. I'm not re- personally relying on social security to take care of me. But um, but, yeah, it's, it sounds like there's a shortage here. And how, how do they manage that shortage? What they got? I mean, Rob was saying pre-podcast, what we got to increase the taxes, you were saying? Well, or, yeah, I mean- To cover this? Is
2: that, is that the deal? They're, they're, I mean, the bottom line is because you're paying out more for a longer period of time, They've had to raise the rates and what they call the FICA base over the years. So, yeah, I mean, there's been inflation, but they're collecting a larger and larger percentage of employees' paychecks, um, and they need more employees to pay in. So as Josh hinted before we got started here today, why it's similar to a Ponzi scheme is, again, the early investors and retirees are getting the best end of the deal. You know, My grandfather paid in a very small percentage of his salary. Um, over a period of time, and he lived pretty much forever in retirement. Um, <laughs> and he just he made out on the deal, right? Um,
1: yeah, so I mean, he's basically, saying like the new investors, like the taxpayers, the millennials, the Gen Z. Gen Z is actually bigger than millennials. Um, they're actually going to be forty percent of the consumption population and the workforce um, in twenty twenty. I read somewhere. And so, I mean, basically, like we're not saying social security is a Ponzi scheme, but I mean, we're basically social security is taking money from new investors, which are taxpayers,
0: and then paying it out to the older investors, retirees to keep them happy. Correct. So what's the issue, though? Because if there's more people coming in, there's more people
2: paying in. So who cares if they're living longer because there's still more people paying in? So what's the issue? Well, the issue is you need those people to just to maintain the current level of benefit you know, plus or minus, um, to support the scheme. Um, and I don't mean scheme in a negative way. I just mean it as like the British word program and, um, you know, ultimately what lurks behind in the next generation, because there may, again, there may not be enough people paying in or they'll have to raise the rate further to pay for the social securities of, uh, you know, Gen Y, Gen Z and everything else. Um, so what you're saying
0: is it's tied to population growth basically is really this scheme is
2: that right you right? need the, it, the Ponzi related feeling is you constantly need more workers in to pay a smaller percentage of retirees for a longer period of time you know without getting into the right. weeds. and that's why it's like a Ponzi scheme because like you said the early people um, got the big benefit from the program. Um, And the government knows this because people need to know, I mean, on the high income side now, um, with with Joe Biden being president, if should it pass, uh, one of his proposals is to go beyond the tax base that we currently have, which I think is around 140 grand. And if you make more than 400,000, he wants to start it up again. And the specifics are important, but the point is he knows the fund needs the money to pay the retirees.
0: So it has structured, it's structured similar to a Ponzi, but it gets the, the the pardon because it's government related, but do you agree with it in general, like at all? I mean, I-
2: why it works, and you guys are younger than me, but um, Andrew, you may remember this back with Al Gore, the trust fund, what makes it more of a Ponzi is there is no fund, okay? The <laughs> money just gets all pushed together here. So what they're doing is they're just, it's right. a, its an allocation percentage from the federal budget, but people think their social security goes into an account and it's really being used to pay the military and all related expenses, but they're gonna make sure that part gets carved out for social security.
0: So it's not getting used strictly for so, so it's, that's, that's, that makes it a pawn.
2: Correct, because it's going into the general fund. To answer your
0: question. Because if it's not going straight to, SS, and it's going towards other items, other investors, technically, or other people that have their hands in the pot, that is definitely a Ponzi characteristic. right?
2: And if you do the research, that's why they say between 2033 and 2040, they're expecting the fund to run out of money. The way you fix this is you really increase the retirement age on payout, but that's a political political dynamite. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's the answer there.
0: Well, what if they just said, kill it?
2: It's not happening in our lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Because it's a political third rail. You got to remember the elderly are the people that vote. They have the highest percentage of voting and they're all collecting Social Security. Why does this need to be voted on? Because people, you've been taking their money for the last 40 years with the IOU that you're going to get something. That's the that's the problem. People go to war to serve their country, right? Yeah and they die. Same concept here. Hell, yeah. yeah. I like that deep breath though. You never, you know, Andrew, you never say never, but it's I, political third rail. I don't- What's I, I, I the third that. rail? What is that? Well, third rail meaning, you know, it's like the old, you know, the electric commuter trains in the north. You touch the third rail, you're dead. I've never heard that before.
1: Yeah. But yeah. I mean, obviously social security is taking in almost $11 trillion and only it's only paid out about nine through 2005 Mm -hmm. and obviously you know big changes need to be made they may run out but I mean obviously there's there's a story about a I mean a lady named Ida who retired in 1939 and she paid a total of $24.75 into social security and she received almost $23,000 in social security benefits giving her a return of over 90,000 percent it's pretty crazy 24 bucks you get it get back 23 grand. I'd say that's a good,
2: a good deal. Yeah. I mean, we should have researched this before we did the podcast, but I think it's like four workers now need to pay in for every one retiree. And it used to be one point something. Um, It's something along those lines. That's why you need more and more blood to feed the, uh, feed the system. So so what's the, what's the
0: solution then? What so we're saying, pushing out the payout age wise, is there, you know, raising taxes, it, what is it? Raising state taxes is the
2: other option to pit, cover this. What all is that? Is that the only two options? Where you could look at this a lot of ways, and of course, it have to be phased in. Um, I do think retirement age should be increased annually based on those stats you've been looking at. What are they right now? Do start doing that now. Well, um, well, what's
0: the retirement age right now? What is that? Uh, sixty
2: two. It's no. It, it's sixty seven for you two. It's all. I think it's sixty seven for all three of us. Anybody a little older than me, it's 66. It's interesting because life expectancy is only to 78. A lot of people are collecting way longer than that. Okay.
0: Is everybody going to be working nine to five? It's different, you know, different workforce generation, you know, oh, work 40 years, 30 years to 67. And then, oh, just to have your 10 years of retirement in theory. I mean, people are starting to scrap that concept. Social security needs to go along. Right, that's,
2: with a, that's a very good point
0: a yeah, different era. I mean, it's like, what was that? That was the industrial age. I'm not. Even, I, I could be wrong. Industrial age versus right. we're kind of in the tech age now. Next is AI. You know, that's the next stage. We're we're we're
2: in the tech. Well, there's no question. You're right, and that's you know usually with capitalism, something changes and then something's reborn. Um, but with artificial technology now, um, the jobs will be eliminated quicker than they're replaced. And that's why, you know, there's been chat about, you know, universal basic income and things like that during the presidential race, because a lot of people soon will find themselves out of work and then not paying into the system, not paying Social Security.
0: Right.
1: Will AI pay in to Social Security through cryptocurrency?
0: That's the thing. If we get our our whole financials in a mess like Social Security, because we're basically on this somewhat characteristic Ponzi scheme. Bitcoin almost looks more attractive because when you dig into the federal debt, all the expenses, how much America owes, I mean, it's like, when does the bleeding stop and when do they start going in a direction, debt-wise, in a proper direction? Is, Is that, or is that even wrong? Do we just keep piling on debt? Is that the American way? You know, like, look at Trump. He just piled on debt, filed bankruptcy, stuff like that, you know?
2: Well, Depending on the age, whether the country ages out and the mix of political gumption, for lack of a better word, um, one of the things that's been proposed is a VAT tax on the Amazons and the very large um, companies that are incredibly profitable, not to hurt them, but it's creative destruction, right? They, they've put a lot of people out of business, so yeah, yeah. in the more than fair way, some level of tax could be implemented on there to kind of get money into these types of systems to help people.
0: For sure. I mean, look, Elon Musk and Bezos is going to be most likely the first trillionaires within yep. five to ten years. You know, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of money. That's 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 formidable to the the national debt. You know, they could throw a trillion if they have two trillion, they could throw a trillion at the national debt. I'm sure we'll be by. At, right. What are we at 27 right now? We could be at 30 or 40 by that time. The way Musk is growing is out of control. Uh, and he could be you know, a trillionaire in a year.
2: And, and everything in life is marketing and how you present it. I mean, you and I were just chatting before about most, I would bet you anybody that's not a CPA or a business owner has no idea that the real Social Security tax is twice of what you see in your paycheck. You're paying half, and your employer is paying half. So we're paying 15 point something percent in, and about 12% of that is going into the Social Security Retirement Fund.
0: Right. That's why it doesn't even seem beneficial to have sometimes employees, it seems like, because you'd rather just 1099 people and get around that, hey, an employer's got to pay, you know, I I might, I don't know if I'm getting, I'm getting that correct, but like my mindset is thinking, all right, I can dodge another seven and a half percent in Social Security tax. By not hiring somebody,
2: you know, well, the real, and that's why same thing, you get hired for a job at 50 grand a year, that employee has no concept that it's really costing 60 to 62,000, probably in a state with income tax and all that, um, to have that person on the payroll between social security, unemployment, and various other types of expenses. Um, and that's a cost the employer has to bear plus the healthcare.
0: It's like we're backing into our math as employees. It's nuts. It's totally nuts. It's so not straightforward. It's like Facebook being worth a billion dollars, but not being profitable. It's so annoying. I hate it.
2: Well, yeah. And the companies used to tie health insurance to their compensation package as a benefit to get people. And that's a very, like you said, in this new tech, a new world, I mean, you can't have your benefits tied to your job. And, um, well, that's a conversation for another day, whether that's a Ponzi scheme or not. <laughs> yeah. Hey, maybe we can do that next time. Yeah.
1: This is good. Talking about social security, how it relates Ponzi schemes. Had a lot of good banter today, guys. Uh, yep. Excited to see what we talk about next time and look forward to having everyone tune in for our next episode.
0: Thank you for listening to the Crimes and Dimes podcast. We look forward to having you tune in next time. And remember... Don't get caught fishing.